All right, guys, I goofed. Uh, as I hit the, uh, the stop button on the last recording, I forgot to turn the page on this book, and I realized that uh, Series 5 um, continued, uh, that it wasn't as small of a series as I thought it was. Um, last recording, I had recapped Series 5 of uh, Randy Savage, Skinner, Rick Martell, Sid Justice, and IRS, but apparently there are five more figures as a part of Series 5 that I was unaware of until I turned the page before I hit record again, so uh, I apologize. You've tuned in to Kicking Out at 2, giving you part 2 of our Hasbro Maniacs book review and reviewing and recapping my current Hasbro WWF action figure collection here um, as we are in the holiday season. What's better than, uh, you know, pro wrestling and Christmas? Well, toys and wrestling toys and wrestling action figures and stuff that I grew up on as a kid and stuff that I have now that embodies my podcasting journey and this experience that I have down here in my basement that I give to you guys on a regular basis and I appreciate you all being a part of it. Um, part one, we covered series one through part of series five. We're going to go with the other half of series five all the way to series 11 plus some of the all of the other fun uh, news information that comes from this Hasbro Maniacs book. Like I said, if you want a copy of this, hit up at Hasbro Fanatic on uh, Instagram. His name is Ryan Souza. He's sure to have some copies or he can direct you in the uh, the, the, the right uh, direction to get copies. If he doesn't have them, I'm sure that he knows he can get a few. He got one from me overseas from uh, the, the original creator of this book, Danny Cage, uh, because HasbroManiacs.com uh, at that time was not up and running, but you can check it out now. It is up and running, I believe, and you can find a book there, or you can find it at, at Hasbro Fanatic with Ryan Souza, or if you join the era on Facebook, which I've been pumping that hard these last few recordings. Join the era. It's a great group on Facebook. You can buy, sell, trade action figures. You can just talk about your experiences with your action figures growing up, and even now, great group of guys. Have a lot of fun. There's no bullshit. There's no drama like half of those other wrestling groups where if you debate something, it turns into an issue. Guys look out for each other if they're going to get scammed or if they know of a scam that's that's out there in the secondary market. It's just a fun group of guys. There's like over 3,000 members in the group. A lot of cool people. Um, I love it. I, I love the admins that have taken care of me over the last couple of years and helped me, uh, you know, on this journey of collecting. And like I said in the first recording, I even might, might have even talked about it in the uh, the WCW uh, Galoob and ECW action figure recording I did. Um, originally, my my whole process was just getting the Hasbros. That's all I want. I wanted the Hasbros. I wanted all the Hasbros. The stuff I had as a kid, the stuff I didn't have, I wanted all of those. And then as over time, um, I saw all these other action figures and I was like, ooh, I was like, I remember when Daryl had the WCW Toy Biz action figures. I want those. And then I remember when he had some of the ECW figures. Oh, I want those. And I had the majority of the Galoob figures. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll take those. You know, so my action figure obsession has um, has grown uh, i will say um and part of it um is is large in part to the fellows over at the era so if you guys want um head on over to the era click the like on facebook tell them dave rosenbluth from kicking out of two sent you and you're gonna find some great stuff over there they got raffles for 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 figures all kinds of fun games like i said pat mancinetti pd gleason davy duncan matthew DeCosta, um alex lancone did a claim sale every saturday on the weekends uh, you get some real good stuff for dirt cheap, better than prices on eBay. I've been guilty of it at times, going on eBay and paying too much, and then not going to uh, Cone's claim sale and, and getting that same figure for 20 bucks less. So 
Um, head on over there to the era right now on Facebook. Head on over to ha at Hasbro Fanatic, and you can find. Um, that's on Instagram, by the way, at Hasbro Fanatic. You can talk DM Ryan Souza over there, and you can see if he's got any copies of this Hasbro Maniacs book, The Guide to WWF Hasbro's. It's a great book, 52 pages, uh, full color, came with a poster, um, which is pretty cool. It's actually a poster of a Hasbro ring with um, Series 1 Hulk Hogan and uh, Undertaker action figures. Um, and maybe someday I'll get to meet Hulk Hogan. He could sign that. And maybe I'll get, someday I'll get to meet Undertaker and he could sign that. And I could have it framed. But um, it's a pretty cool picture. So uh, I'll post that on our social media pages. But um, let's let's continue here. So as we're going through this review of the book, I've been, you know, part one, the part one recording, I went through series one through five and a half. Um, and as we continue here, I'll go through the, the other half of Series 5 as, all the way to Series 11 and then discuss some of the other cool artifacts and notes from this book that things I didn't know about, some pretty cool pictures, little pieces of uh, information that I, um, I was able to obtain reading this book. So let's continue with Series number 5 here from 1993. Um, up first is... Um, Jim the Anvil Neidhart from his days in the New Foundation with Owen Hart. He has the blue MC Hammer tight pants with the uh, the checker board around his boots, and he's you know the got the Anvil beard, um, traditional Anvil beard. Now, in the in the uh, what was it the um, the series four with Brett. And the Brett variant, uh, there's a rumor that allegedly a part of the tag team series was supposed to be the Hart Foundation with Brett and the Anvil. But for whatever reason, they changed that up. Uh, that was according to the um, the Major Figures uh, podcast uh, YouTube video uh, that Matt Cardona and Brian Myers put together. Um, so then they switched gears and they had Anvil in the attire for... Um, uh, the new foundation. This is another figure. This is a pretty mint. I got this at uh, uh, the, the the toy vault in uh, Crystal Mall, Waterford, Connecticut. Um, I've been there in a while, so I'm 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 do a trip fairly soon uh, with my mask on, of course, because it is a COVID Christmas, if you will. Um, and so. Uh, you know this anvil here. He gets um, he gets repainted quite often, from what I've seen out there in the secondary market. Um, there's been a lot of Heart Foundation repaints with Anvil, whether he was in a tag team with Brett or when he was, you know, kind of like Owen's sidekick or eventually as a part of the Heart Foundation stable. I've seen different various repaints using using Anvil's head and maybe a different body um, or using Anvil's head or using this whole body here from this new foundation, Jim Neidhart. But um, this is one of the more popular ones that gets repainted and customized. Um, up next as a part of Series 5 is Virgil, which was one of my favorite toys to play with because Virgil could be a lot of different guys to me. Virgil, at one point, I pretended was Zeus because um you know he was bald african-american um but other times virgil was other different guys i think i used him as too cold scorpio once in my fed um and this is a cool figure uh the the likeness is pretty much on point with what we saw on television um i had this virgil for a long time a long long time and then i either threw him out or he got sold at a tag sale and I ended up buying a, a different Virgil uh, with the with the white and the red trim and the the, the the red knee pads with the white boots and um, yeah this is a pretty cool figure it's got that one action punch that you just peel back and 
you know you hit him um but this is a cool looking figure and, and virgil at the time when this figure came out he was riding high uh as a part of you know defeating the million dollar man at SummerSlam in 1991 so or not long after this figure came out you know this figure it says this figure came out in 1993 so he was two years removed from that but um my timeline i i thought this came out earlier but this is th this book has all the facts so i can't really argue and debate that but uh it's a cool figure nonetheless um up next a figure i did not have as a kid was the warlord um I like this because he's got that mask on and, you know, it's very detailed. It's a big figure. He's kind of got the, um, the, the, the gorilla press um, action like Sid Justice and Davy Boy Smith. I like that like half silver mask he has on his face. I One thing I thought he came with when I was younger, and I didn't know this because I didn't have this figure, and I thought that he came with this um, when I was starting to recollect a couple of years ago, I thought he came with that big like warlord stick that had like the W on it. For some reason, I just thought he came with it, but he never did, never part of the accessories. That's probably the one thing you probably could have upgraded, but overall, this is a pretty impressive looking figure. Uh, he, warlord was a big guy, so the, the his, his body type fits this care, fits this, uh, this uh, figure here. Um, if there's one thing I could improve is like I said, the warlord W stick, and then maybe uh, making him just a little bit taller because he was such a big guy. Um, one figure I did have as a kid um, I even had the cattle prod too was the Mountie don't have the cattle prod currently but I got I bought the Mountie at the toy vault uh, a number of years back during the early process of my collecting um, this was kind of cool uh, as a kid I thought this Mountie figure was pretty cool came with the, the cattle prod shock stick uh, that's a very hard accessory to find and if you see it you gotta snatch it up I've seen it a few times and as quickly as it's posted it's quickly gone um, so that's one of the more harder accessories to find but the the detail with the the canadian mounted police look with the hat the sunglasses the uh the, the red coat um the boots and the gloves like this is total like this this is a really cool figure um one of the better figures probably i would dare say the best one of this series in my opinion the best looking one of this series i like that sid and randy savage um yeah, so I'm in the I'm in the process for a Mountie Cattle Prod for a Hasbro figure. If anyone out there has one, by all means, you know where to find me. I've said it before. Um, this is another figure that gets repainted fairly often. He's been repainted as Kim Chi, Kamala's uh, uh, maker. So this is um, this is a, a popular figure that gets repainted into Kim Chi, and I've seen a diff few different variants of it from time to time. So, uh, you know, if you happen to see him, I'm sure it's from like guys in the era. The action on this isn't the best. It's not working the greatest, but uh, it does the trick. Um, yeah, so I like this Mountie figure a lot. Good for display. No real wear and tear on the paint whatsoever. And last, but certainly not least, out of this group. Didn't know this existed until uh, when I started recollecting a couple of years ago, but Hulk Hogan with no shirt on and no tan and very little muscle definition. I got this Hogan from a guy on Facebook, and uh, there's a little bit of wear on the, the, the left arm in terms of the color. Um... The, the paint is a little bit faded on that arm as well as on the red bandana. This is known as Nips Hogan uh, because he's not wearing a shirt and he's got nipples. So uh, not the best Hulk Hogan. This is the worst Hulk Hogan, I think. And the, 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 the action punch here, I'm just, 
I don't know. I'm just not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it at all. Uh, I could have done without this, but you know, I have to have this because it's part of the collection. Um, and that does it for officially for series five. I know I said that in the beginning, but um, or at the end of last uh, the last recording. But yeah, that does it for series five. Um, series six is an interesting series. Um, I only had one figure out of this group, um, and that was Tatanka. Which, by the way, I still have that that actual figure when I was a kid. Um, his action still works pretty good. He's got some of that white out that, um, or maybe it's just white paint. I'm not sure, but I might have to give this one a figure bath. Uh, actually, I'm scratching some of the paint off now, so it's actually coming off. But this Tataka figure I liked because of the red hair, the blue, and the, um, the Native American symbols on his wrist tape, and the tassels, and things like that. I thought this was a cool figure. The action still works pretty good. Um, this was actually re-released, this Tataka figure. Um, in I believe series number nine in 1994 I'll talk about that in a little bit no real rhyme or reason they just re-released it um, nothing different the actions the same the looks the same the paints the same everything's the same so uh, if, if you end up having two Tatankas it's only because you purchased two Tatankas with two different card backs um, but yeah this was one that i remember getting as a youngster and uh, really liking it um, I, I i remember when tataka joined the million dollar corporation i had ted dibiase the hasbro so i you know would pair them up together um that was a lot of fun uh but yeah my favorite out of this group here is the tataka um action figure for series six just because that was the only one i had um the rest of them here I did not have as a kid. Like, for instance, El Matador, Tito Santana, which is pretty much a repaint of the original Jake the Snake uh, body type from Series 1. Um, fine detail on the, the ring attire and the boots with the El Matador look and even the ponytail um, in the back. But uh, this one, uh, nothing really special to write home about. The face is pretty accurate. The face scan was pretty accurate on this Tito Santana. That's probably the best thing about this El Matador um, action figure, uh, what I would say is the face scan on here. Um, action works pretty good. It's in pretty good shape. I believe I got this at Toy Vault the same day I bought uh, Head Shrinkers, which I'll get into uh, in a little bit. Um, but yeah, this was, uh, this was not in my collection as a kid, but it is now. And, uh, it's actually, you know, I low key actually like this figure, the way it moves, the way you can move it around its body type. And, um, yeah, this is a pretty interesting figure. Um, I low key like this. Tataka is still my favorite though. Um, up next is the repo man. Uh, did not have this figure as a kid, as I've said before. Um, he's another jumper figure, not my favorite. Um, the detail on the, the, the ring gear with the the tread marks of the tires and the gimmick of you know, being the repo man that's cool but he's a jumper figure his arms are pretty loose um i got this out of a group of hasbros from a from a um, from a collector a trader on the the, the error group um wasn't a real big repo man guy but um it's still a pretty good looking figure actually i believe there's some there's some remnants of on my version of the tattoo um and some some paint wear on the top of the head but uh you know it's got the little mask and uh it's 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 a cool looking figure um but it's nothing really special to write home about in terms of action um up next uh papa shango uh papa shango actually comes with um a bone necklace which i don't have currently i've seen that out there on the secondary market that's gone for like 20 25 bucks but um papa shango 
has some of the tattoos on his chest and on his arms and there's a little bit of wear and tear this is still a pretty cool looking figure um uh you know um, the paint and the hat and everything all the details i low-key um looked at papa shango as a big deal when i was a youngster because he put a curse on the ultimate warrior and because he just looked like an intimidating presence and a figure um, this particular papa shango action figure i have here um, the 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 arm punch the right arm punch is pretty old so it's not really working so i don't want to break it as a matter of fact i'm looking at the the springs inside the arm right now because it's got the same action as like jake the snake and even el matador and the springs are pretty rusty looking so um like i said these are all for display purposes and uh yeah so i don't have any grand intentions on really um using this papa shango very often but i am in the market for the papa shango bone necklace which allegedly it's pictured in this book here with it around his neck but there's a hole in his right fist that you can hold the bone necklace so is it the is it a necklace or is it that like smoky bone thing that he used to carry with him to ringside they used to have smoke coming out of the skulls and that would be part of what you know um curses his opponents i'm not quite sure um up next uh the berserker with the um soft goods uh cloak um comes with it now originally i bought this toy without the cloak and i was like well i gotta have the freaking cloak like the cloak is you know the, the the cloak is what makes the figure itself you know the, the the soft material for his his ring gear so i ended up bidding on it on ebay and i actually got it for a pretty decent price uh, paid for it cheaper than what i would pay for it on the secondary market in like a facebook group page sometimes the berserker with the cloak goes for like 70 or 80 bucks um, i got this for 40 dollars on ebay in, a, in an auction so this was pretty cool um I like it, and uh, it adds to the it adds to the uh, the, the action figure, um, the facial expressions with the horns and everything. The one thing I wish it had it came with was like either the shield or the sword, because that's what it used to come out with. But um, this is a repaint of the series two hacksaw Jim Duggan figure. Uh, just uh, all you all they did was was uh, put a different head, um, but it's got the thumbs up like Duggan on the left hand and on the right hand. There's a spot open to hold the two by four, but uh, the Berserker didn't come with anything to hold. So. Um, but I guess, you know, the cloak kind of makes up for all that stuff. And then last but not least, probably the one of the worst versions of this individual's action figure is Ric Flair. Um, he comes, you know, it's a repaint of the Ravishing Rick Rude uh, body type um, from Series 1. And Ric Flair looks like, if you look at his face, he looks like B. Arthur from the Golden Girls. <laughs> um this is not the best Ric Flair action figure. And like I said, this came out in 1993. So this is well after he was gone from the WWF at the time. Um, but uh, yeah, this this is not the best Ric Flair action figure. This is probably the worst Ric Flair action figure I had ever seen. And I've got a fair share of Ric Flair action figures from... Actually, you know what? I like this Ric Flair version better than the WCW Toy Biz version. that comes with the Four Horsemen set, which I may review at a later date. Not sure yet. But um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's got like these like bug eyes and these black eyebrows like he's like in shock. Maybe it's just like his mad face. Um, 
and uh, this one here, like he's tan up top, but then his legs are like pale white on the bottom, and he's hardly got any knee pads. Uh, the tights are red, the boots are red. Um, it's it's nothing it's nothing special. It really is nothing special. Nothing to write home about. Um, and that rounds out series six from 1993. Also released in 1993 was series seven. Um, which I had none of these as a kid, and I'm actually missing one from this series currently, but uh, I will get into that shortly. Actually, the one I'm missing is Nails uh, in the orange jumpsuit, uh, which uh, there's been a few occasions where I've almost purchased him, but Nails is out there, decent price, loose. You could probably find him for like 50, 60, 70 bucks. I saw someone post him for like $90 once. I was like, yeah, go fuck yourself. I'm not paying that. Um, but uh, the Nails one is is one of the cooler looking. Um, even though he had a short run in the WWF, this came out in 93. He left in 92. So I wonder what time of year in 93 he came out. Um, there, the, These figures came out. I know that like they have to do the, the scans and pictures and you know do it ahead of time and he was probably already figured into the plans um because you know the action figure companies really don't uh they don't know who's coming or going uh at the time of the release so um but nails was one of them that i don't have at, as at the time of this recording that may change but uh, nonetheless uh let me start off with razor ramon here um this razor ramon i never had as a kid like i said i've never had any of series seven none of these figures so all these are pretty much brand new to me at this point and this razor ramon here black vest with the red trunks that say razor on the front you got the little razor blades and gold on the back and then this is razor ramon the back of the vest he's got um it's it's a it's a it's a repaint of sorts with um, the 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 swinging punch action that a lot of these guys like Undertaker and um, and uh, Macho King and a bunch of the other guys I think uh, Jim the Anvil Nightheart Owen Hart part of the series has the same action. This is pretty cool. The detail with the the, the five o'clock shadow. It comes with the gold razor chain, which I don't have. Uh, I hope to have that as part of the collection. I've seen that on the market before. I've seen repaints of those. Some people have done custom accessories, which I guess recently in the era, someone sold some custom accessories, passing it off like it was real and uh, marked up the prices on them. Someone bought them realizing that these were repaints and they were custom accessories. They weren't the originals. So there will be no more there's been no more selling of custom accessories unless it was at the approval of an admin and you were you were advertising it as such um, yeah that's that's how crazy the action figure world is man at least with the wrestlers from what I've seen this is some of these guys might try to rip you off um, trying to pass off stuff that's not the original which is pretty sad that people have to do that to make a buck but um, yeah the accessories for Hasbro's are, are, are hot ticket items and Razor Ramon's chains gold chains here um, are missing from my collection but I I'm, I'm sure that I'll find those someday I, patience is a virtue so this is a cool figure when I got it I was like oh wow this is super cool like i just i never had this razor ramon before um didn't have him as a kid and it was pretty cool that i got to have him now he's got the little you know the black slicked hair with the little thing little piece of hair down the middle and the forehead and it's just it's really good stuff uh i, I like this character a lot one of the few that like when i go admire my figures i open the door and i grab him and i look at it and i play with the action and uh yeah this was uh this was early razor ramon um trying to think who's next here i'll go with uh i'll go with one that i recently got um 
from Patrick Mancinetti, and that's Kamala. Now, this Kamala is special because um, I like the figure. I like the detail with the, the the painting on his body and the necklace and the face paint and the um, the 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 texture of his like skirt that he would wear. I don't even know what they called it for his in-ring gear, but the skirt that he would wear, um, the texture of it, it's like scaly. It's pretty cool. It's a jumper. I didn't think I'd like this figure, but I actually do. I like it a lot. Um, God rest his soul. Rest in peace, Kamala. Um, no longer with us. Passed away recently a number of months ago. Um, yeah, he was... Um, the, this was, you know, this came out, what, 93? So he was quite the character on his way out of the WWF at this point. Now there is, let's talk about for a minute here, the Kamala variants. Okay. Because there is a Kamala variant that is out that, uh, you know, is out there that they talk about in this book. And I'm going to turn the page here as I go to find it. As I keep turning and turning and turning, turn the page some more, turn the page some more. God damn. I thought I was going to find it by now. I should have, I should have been on top of this. Okay, here we go. Um, it's on page 30. They talk about the different variant of Kamala. They call it Kamala Moonbelly. Now, the one I have currently is like a yellow star to the to the left of his abdomen area. Um, but the one that is very highly sought after is the Kamala Moonbelly. It's probably the most famous figure in the WWF Hasbro collecting world and is known as the original Holy Grail figure. It is believed that Hasbro produced only 24 of these before it changed the design from the moon to a star on Kamala's belly. The change in design came before any of the Moonbelly figures left the factory. There are many theories as to why Hasbro changed their minds at the last minute, from legal issues to a simple error in design. But either way, the mystery just adds to the legend of the figure. So um, in the pictures here, there's a few Moonbelly figures that they show. Um, one of them's graded um, in, a, in a protective case. There's some certificates of authenticity, and then there's one that's in a protective case, mint on card. When I watched the Zack Ryder major figure podcast video, he not only has the one that I have right now in my hand loose, he also has the star um, carded, and he also has the Kamala Moon Belly MOC in a protective case and graded, um, which goes for a lot of money, a lot of money, um, because like the, like the, the paragraph said in the book, um, it, it was, there was very few of these produced, but, uh, this figure here in particular, I don't, and, and the thing is too, I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to go psycho and try and find a moon belly Kamala and pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for this thing. I'm just not. Okay. I'll, I'll be satisfied with what I have. And I'm satisfied with this one in particular here. If I ever come across one, that's a moon belly. That's, either you know i would have to come across one like if someone just gave me their toys and they happen to have one and whether it was loose or in a card and i would take it and they knew nothing about action figures okay and they just wanted to give away this stuff because they didn't care that's the only way i'd probably come across one or if i hit the lotto maybe i'll buy one but my wife probably wouldn't be happy with me buying a toy for hundreds of thousands of dollars. But um, I, I didn't think I'd like this figure, but I do like this particular Kamala figure. Like I said, the detail's pretty good. Um, the action's pretty good. Um, 
the 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 moons or the i'm sorry the 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 yellow and uh and, and white stars the necklace the texture of his ring gear um being like scaly almost like the the ricky steamboat uh ring attire it's uh pretty good stuff um up next um probably one that i'm going to replace this was an impulse buy and it was an impulse buy because i thought i was gonna i thought i had gotten a good deal on it and the only reason why i got a good deal on it is because there was some uh there was some discoloration issues. So um, this is Kona Crush here. When Crush was a baby face and he wore the purple and he wore uh, yellow and he looked like a big can of Fanta orange soda. Um, this is a repaint of Mr. Perfect. Um, same body type, same action, everything. They just popped a different head and did some paint, some different uh, color scheme here. But, uh, you know, the, the detail in the paint's pretty good in terms of his in-ring uh, outfit the, the top of the singlet's purple it says crush and then the, the bottom of it's yellow and it says crush and purple on the side you know uh, purple knee pads yellow boots uh, yellow wrist tape um, but uh, the reason why I'm probably going to uh, part ways with this at some point is because um, the head the color of the of the head is faded like very, like like pale white and so is the right arm but the rest of the body is its natural um, uh, color, which is like a tan, uh, like a like a like a peach beige sort of, or even orange type color. So um, I picked this up on an impulse buy. I shouldn't have. Um, but I wanted to because I felt like I would never find another crush. But, you know, as time has gone on, I realized that uh, there's plenty of uh, Kona Crush out there. I've seen them on uh, eBay. I've seen them on Mercari. I've seen them and guys have sold them from the era. So there's plenty of... Um, Kona crushes out there that I'll probably find with the right with the right skin color skin tone and uh, in better shape than the one I have so um, my wife's friend's son Quincy might be getting this Kona crush when that time comes um, one of my favorite figures that I never had as a kid that I had gotten for Christmas from my wife a few years ago same so a few years back Christmas time, my wife's, you know, my wife and I, we normally don't exchange gifts anymore. Last couple of years we haven't, but this, I think this was the last year we exchanged gifts. And, you know, my wife's the kind of person where she doesn't like surprises, not even on Christmas, um, which kind of takes the fun out of it for me. But I've learned to deal with that. And that's another story for another day. But uh, we'd go out shopping around Christmas time and she would just pull stuff into the cart and she'd be like, all right, I want this, I want this, I want this. And my wife's not the kind of person where like she needs to have, you know, um, monetary, you know, it needs to be like the best of something, name brand, things like that. So, you know, little knickknacks for stockings and shit like that. So I said, she says, is there anything that you would want? Would you want any toys? Like, is there any toys online that you might want that, you know, you know, it's at decent prices. So I gave her a few listings of some stuff I saw on eBay. And one of them was the high energy Owen Hart. And I had, per she had purchased that for me along with that Macho King, that Dusty Rhodes. And I believe the Bret Hart from series four, uh, was what she purchased me. So, um, yeah, I love this Owen Hart. Um, the head, 
it's like a cartoon version of him and a face scan like it's really cool looking uh the action is, is like the same action as the high energy uh foundation new foundation jim neidhart he's got the mc hammer pants but they're in purple with the the, the checkerboard around the, the the boots and some neon green trim and the white it just looks so cool this wasn't my favorite version of owen hart obviously but this is just so cool to have because this is a this is a this is a highly sought item on the figure market whether it's uh, mint on card or loose but this is in great condition the action works perfectly i love it um one of my favorite figures one of the, the that i that i have in my collection um when it comes to the hasbros this is another one that if i open the case and i admire it i'll grab this one out and i'll play with it and do the action and shit like that and just the way it, the way you can hold it the way you can play with it the way the body is shaped uh it, it's pretty cool stuff and last but certainly not least part of series seven from 1993 we have sean michaels heartbreak kid sean michaels singles uh, heel Shawn michaels when he had just turned heel and became a bad guy with sherry he's got the white uh, ring attire with the red um uh what do you call it i guess uh, zebra print um the white boots with the red trim the black knee pads he's got the sunglasses he's even got the tattoo with the heart and the sword with the snake around it the the the, the, the black uh gloves now what's interesting is that this is another repaint from series one with randy savage but if you notice on his black gloves there's imprints of the molding of the wrist tape they just painted the hands black to emulate black gloves and uh yeah this is is one of my favorites i got this and this is a funny story okay i got this at a card shop i won't name it because i don't want to sound like too much of a dick okay but um i went into the store my wife was with me and um had lots of wrestling toys old new a lot of them, you know, loose, a lot of them in the, the packaging, old, and I'm um, going through and there's like a glass case and there's some Hasbros in there. And I had said to the guy that was working behind the counter, I said, is there any way um, you can show me some of the stuff in the case? And he said, oh, go help yourself. No problem. Go help yourself. Um, and so my wife was with me. She looked at me just kind of like bewildered, like, okay, fine, whatever. And so... Um, the uh, I look in the case and there's a big boss man there's a Jimmy Snuka there's a series one Randy Savage and I noticed this Shawn Michaels and I'm like ooh I never had this and I was like this goes for good money on the on the on the on the the open market so I look up how much it's going for and at the time loose actions working paints not worn off in pretty good condition uh, it was going for roughly uh, uh, you know 50 bucks now on card probably mint on card i would get ventured to say close to 100 if not a little more than that so i look at the price tag uh there's like a little price tag on the bottom of the boot of the figure and it says 25 dollars and i'm like well that's fair and so i grabbed the boss man i grabbed snooker i grabbed macho man from series one i grabbed the sean michaels and i don't know what happened but the price tag must have been so old that it fell off the foot on my way to the register. Uh, hand to God. True story. Bring the toys up. Looks at all the figures. Oh, how much is this? I said, oh, I don't. And then once I, I said, the price tag should be on there. And he looks down and he goes, nope, no tag. 
And before I could even say anything, because I knew in my mind it was like 25 bucks, he said, I'll give it to you for nothing. And <laughs> I was like, whoa. I was like, I'm really pulling a fast one on this guy. He's probably going to find the price tag in the middle of the floor and then come back and be like, ah, shit. Like, you know, you just got ripped off or whatever. So I ended up spending 25 bucks on all four of these figures, which was a deal. Okay, it was a steal. This Michaels figure is alone is 50 bucks in mint condition um, on some of these sites, some of these groups. So I, as I'm leaving the store, my wife looks at me and as we're leaving the store, she says, she says, you got to come here more often. She goes, I think he was drunk. I smelled beer on him. And I had noticed the smell too. And as we're leaving the parking lot, this guy leaves the store in the, out the back door to go to the liquor store <laughs> to get more beer. So my wife used to say to me all the time, she goes, when are you going to go to the store and find uh, the, the drunk guy to sell you the action figures for cheap? That's where you need to go. Um, but yeah, that's where I got my Shawn Michaels. And, uh, you know, it was, it, I, I was lucky to find that and lucky for that, that instance to occur, you know, um, very lucky. So that is officially Series 7. Series 8, I don't have all of Series 8, but it came out in 1994. I am missing uh, Mr. Perfect in the blue tights with the wrist tape and the Mr. P uh, insignia on his on his boots and i'm missing series eight undertaker with the cloak and the darker hair now i was telling you about this earlier with series four undertaker um there are different variants for the undertaker figures so series four in the in the book um they talk about the uh the, the mail away figures and um, there were three different versions of The Undertaker in the Hasbro line. Series 4, which I have, was the, the original version with the red hair. Series 8 was with the dark brown hair with the cloak, uh, which I don't have currently. The cloak is like big money. Like If you try to find the cloak, it's like... Like 75 to 100 bucks. I've seen people charge $100 for this this soft goods cloak that they put on the Undertaker action figure. The action figure itself I've seen for like 70 or 80 bucks itself. So you're spending close to, you know, 100 $160, $170 on a toy and a, and a jacket. That's just insane to me. And then the Mail Away Undertaker um, has like a light, like, almost like milk chocolate color to his hair uh, that comes with a cloak as well. Now, the mail-away figures, all you had to do was just, you know, order them, and they were like eight bucks a piece, and you mailed them away. Um, there was also a Bret Hart mail-away figure that was the Purple Heart, which some conspiracy theorists out there suggest that the Purple Heart, Bret Hart that came in Series 4 um, is the same one as the Mail-Away. The only difference is, is that uh, the Mail-Away came in a bag and it was made in China and there was a number and a, uh, it says P slash N and then the number was 81133. Um, I don't know what that, in that entails, what that means. And then there was also a Hulk Hogan Mail-Away, which has been definitely used as... Um, uh, a custom from time to time people even do, have done custom mailaways it's a repaint from hogan series four i believe uh which is my favorite hulk hogan um is it series four or is it series five or maybe it's series 
It's definitely not serious. So it's Series 3. It's a repaint of Hogan Series 3, except it's from his WrestleMania 9 attire. He has um, yellow wristbands uh, and the Hulkamania red and yellow bandana, the red Hulkamania shirt, uh, and then the red pants and the yellow boots, which was his WrestleMania 9 attire when he defeated Yokozuna at the end of that pay-per-view. Um, those are the mail-away figures. I figured I would just talk about that briefly when we're talking about the Series 8 Undertaker because there's some differences. The Series 8 Undertaker has a cloak but also has dark brown hair as well that and the mr perfect i do not own however um i own uh and these were these were hard to come by okay um i picked up a bam bam bigelow which is pretty beat up there's a fair amount of wear and tear paint this might be another one that i might um i might look into repurchasing in better condition i've seen them out there um He's got the blue on top of his head, and you know they're shaped like flames. He's got tattoos on his arms that are kind of falling off. Um, there's some some paint wear on part of the right arm, and some more of the tattoos. The action works great on it, but just the paint is just it's been it's definitely been beat up and played with, for sure. And there's even a, pe a part on his chest, like over near his neck area, where there's some paint chipping off, and I believe it was like a black, um, uh, undercover color of paint before they put like the skin tone color paint on um that's underneath it um, this is a repaint from the natural disasters earthquake and typhoon um you can actually kind of see when you're when you're looking at the the figure and you're touching it that um there's like part of the singlet there's the outline of the the, the singlet that the natural disasters wore but this bam bam bigelow is a pretty popular one on the scene i'll probably have to get a new one but this was an impulse buy because i thought like i would never find a bam bam bigelow again this was early on in my collecting but it's pretty cool it's got the flames this was when bam bam was a heel um it's pretty cool stuff uh, this goes for big money on the market uh, if it's an MOC. Um, so if you're looking for a Bam Bam Bigelow, you can you can definitely find one out there, Looser MOC. Another one that was really sought after that um, was another Impulse buy, but I'm okay with this one. And it's similar to the, uh, the issue I had with the Kona Crush from Series 7, was Yokozuna. I wanted a Yokozuna bat. I remember as a kid, I didn't get a Yokozuna. Um, they didn't have a Yokozuna in the stores. I looked high and low for a Yokozuna and didn't find it. And this is not a repaint. This is an original. Um, I like how they, they really kept with his body type. They kind of... Um, made this figure in the same way they made the Andre figure. The Andre figure is a little taller because he's Andre the Giant. Yokozuna is a sumo wrestler at the time. He's got the black pants with the red kind of sumo gear um, to it. His body is tan, but um, his face is pretty pale. Um, so there was some discoloration in the face, but I'm not too concerned about that. I'm not that big of a figure snob, uh, but uh, this was... Um, this was one of the ones that I really sought after hard. And I remember I was like, fuck it. I'll just bite the bullet and get this one because I didn't know how many Yokozunas would be out there. And over time, I've realized that a lot of these impulse buys I've made, if the figure's not in the great sh greatest shape, I could probably find um, better, better looking figures and figures that are in better shape now as I'm going along this journey and this process here. Uh, but uh, nonetheless... This was a, 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 a big figure that, like, it was a, I guess you could say a holy grail piece of sorts for me to have because I didn't have this as a kid, and I remember searching a lot as a kid to try and find this. Didn't find it. Um, another piece here that I didn't have as a kid that, uh, you know, I, I searched high and low for, and I ended up getting it, you know, obviously in later years, was the Narcissist Lex Luger. 
Um, the hair, the face scan looks pretty cool. The tan, his muscular physique, it's the same as the Sid Vicious, Sid Justice uh, body type. He does the Gorilla Press Slam, the white with the purple and the silver and the fringe. Um, the details added to this. This is a pretty cool Lex Luger toy. I like it. I'm just partial to Lex Luger. I like this better than the Galoob Lex Luger that uh, I talked about in the previous recording. This was... Um, like I said, when I got this, I got this in a group with a couple different other guys, and uh, this this figure is in immaculate shape. Um, I really like it, uh, and I'm glad that it's a part of my collection. But the biggest one that I wanted out of this group that I have now currently that I'm I'm happy with, but I'm a little disappointed. I didn't wait a little longer. My patience kind of wore thin here. This was an impulse buy, but Series 8, Brett the Hitman Heart. He comes with silver sunglasses. He's got a pink singlet up top. His pants are black with some pink and, and white trim and the hearts. Um, pink elbow pads, pink wrist tape. Now, the one gripe I have, well, the, not the one gripe. I have a couple of gripes about this figure. Number one, it's a great figure. The actions work. I got this on eBay, and I won it in an auction, and I paid $86 for it. And my wife was fucking pissed when she found out because she was sitting over my shoulder one day while I was going through my bank statement, and she's like, what's this purchase of $86 on eBay? And... Uh, I said, it's coming in the mail this week. <laughs> and she says, is it a toy? And I said, yeah. And she goes, what the hell are you doing spending that much money? Little does she know, I'm probably going to continue spending that kind of money anyways. And she doesn't listen to my podcast. And she's currently at work while I'm recording this right now. So um, the only way she finds out that uh, I'm going to spend more money on these toys in that dollar range is if one of you guys stooge her off. And if that's the case, then I'm probably going to get divorced. So, uh, yeah, it's on you guys. <laughs> in all seriousness, I'm just kidding around. But um, I was upset that I had gotten this Brett because the picture on eBay um, showed me something a little bit differently. Part of the hairline, it looks like, was like scratched out and sanded out of this Brett. Um, it's uh, it, it, for whatever reason, I don't know what happened, but um, it looks like the part of this hairline, uh, like I said, sanded out. And I don't know if there was some damage to the figure before and they tried to fix it and it didn't work. But um, the other thing, too, is that the silver sunglasses. He never wore the silver as a singles wrestler. He wore the silver glasses when he was in tag team. But then when he went to singles, he moved to the pink and black glasses. So I thought that was a little strange. But this one is... This is this is a, a, a big ticket item online. Um, I've seen this Brett go for in between um, ninety and a hundred and twenty dollars. Uh, I, to me personally, I think that's silly. But um, you know, ever since that YouTube video, think the, the the market has just blown up. That's for sure. But um, that is Series Eight. Um, out of my favorites, out of this, I'd probably say that, I'll say that the Yoko and the Brett are my favorites right now. I don't have that Undertaker, and I don't have that Mr. Perfect. That may change once I get those. If I get the Undertaker with the cloak, um, that definitely may change. But uh, yeah, the Yoko and the Brett are my two favorites that I have from Series Eight, uh, just because. I really wanted these so bad, and uh, especially when as a kid with the Yoko, and I got it, and I was just I was thrilled to have it, even though there's a minor defect with the uh, the, the, the discoloration of his face. All right, let's move on to series number nine. Um, series number nine, I 
did not have the majority of these figures when they had come out. The only one I had as a youngster was Scott Steiner at the time. So I will start with Scott Steiner, who is a repaint of Mr. Perfect. Um, but it, you know, the, 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 the classic Steiner, um, in ring gear with the singlet with the funky colors. I always liked that about them. Um, at the time, he had a, a pretty sweet looking mullet. Um, this figure was okay. Uh, wasn't the best representation of the Steiner brothers. Um, as with Rick here, Rick actually was the better one out of the two in terms of what the figure looked like in Hasbro version. Um, except Rick, once again, it seems to be a trend with most of these toys is that Rick, um, he did not have different colored boots. Now, in the advertisement for the magazines when they were previewing some of these toys, Rick did wear different colored boots. So I don't know if that was a prototype and it was just produced for the magazine. But uh, th his, this year, he has red colored boots with a black singlet and then green and pink and yellow different funky designs with like a green uh, ear headset for the uh, amateur wrestling. He's got the... Um, the, the uh, which we'll call it the 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 sidewinder punch, if you will. This now, uh, as I am looking at it, is partially a repaint from Demolition. If you touch the 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 buttocks area and the groin area of this Rick Steiner toy, now please don't don't make it a sexual thing. But if you rub up against the back of this figure, you could feel the little um, the abrasions and bumps on the tights area that was used to create the demolition toys and then when you look at the boots here um, that rick steiner has these are very similar to the demolition boots that crush wore so i believe this is a repaint of demolition crush and the scott steiner is a repaint of mr perfect um which i didn't know that until uh watching the major figure podcast video on youtube but uh or i didn't know about the rick steiner thing the scott steiner thing you can spot that out clear as day looks like mr perfect looks like the crush the kona crush figure actions work great on these like i said i had steiner when i was a kid couldn't find rick in the stores but for some reason scott was available um one of the big sought after figures as a kid that i could not find um that i managed to one of my early impulse purchases was doink the clown um doink the clown had the soft goods green curly hair um this doink the clown here the paint's pretty good on the face and on the 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 uh the, the ring gear the only the only blemish on this action figure is that the middle finger is broken and missing. Um, I bought this from a guy in a group in Facebook, and he warned me ahead of time that the middle finger is missing. And apparently that's a trend amongst all the Doink toys, okay? All the Doink Hasbros, I shouldn't say all of them, but it's more common for a uh, doink hasbro to be missing a finger or two than it is not so um i guess i'm not alone but this was a sought out after one as a kid couldn't find this anywhere so when i started recollecting i was like yokozuna silver glasses bret hart doink the clown like those guys and a few others were like the the ones that i had to absolutely get absolutely get um out of all of them in this series i'll go on record saying right now I like the Doink one the most because of the hair, and it just looks like Doink. It just it, it absolutely looks like Doink, and it, Doink is... I didn't appreciate him in 1993, but I have more appreciation for his character and the character that he gave us um, at 37 years old. So that's probably one of the reasons why I also like this Doink action figure, too. Um, probably my favorite out of them all. The hair looks like to me it's in pretty good shape. It's still very curly for the most part. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I like this doink. Um, and that's my favorite one out of this series. Um, million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase without a million dollar belt and without his suit. He's wearing his black tights, his knee pads, and his black boots. I got this from Patrick Mancinetti a few months back early on in the pandemic. Got a good deal for it. Uh, the action is similar to the, um, the, the Hulk Hogan Nips uh, Series 5 that everyone talks about. Um, it's actually a repaint. All they did was just you know, repainted and put DiBiase's head on it. I like this one. I kind of wish it came with a million dollar belt, but I'm not heartbroken about it either. Uh, maybe I'll get a million dollar belt and I'll just put it on this DiBiase. I've seen other guys do it before too. So, um, yeah, maybe I'll do that as well. Um, also part of series nine was a Tatanka re-release. There was no rhyme or reason why it was re-released. It just was, um, so uh, I don't have another Tatanka. I don't need another Tatanka, um, but it came in purple card. Um, and then last but certainly not least, part of this Series 9 from 1994. Just got this. Won this in a raffle for the era, okay? Um, Davey Duncan did a... a uh, a raffle for this. It was mint on card, and some of you MOC guys might want to rip me a new one for opening this up, but um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan with the blue singlet and the American flag. This was in 1993 when he was wearing this. It was towards the end of his run. So he changed up his look a little bit. He actually, they added a little more blonde to his hair. It's pretty much the same Hacksaw Jim Duggan body type, and it's a repaint from the first one from series two, except the hair, like I said, it's blonder. He comes with a flag. He's got white boots. Um, the uh, the American flag has knee pads, and then the American flag on the back of the singlet. This wasn't my favorite version of Duggan. I wasn't even a big Duggan fan to begin with, but I didn't really like Duggan during this period of time. But uh, I won this in a raffle from Davy Duncan. It comes with an American flag uh, and a pole, so it sticks in through Duggan's uh, left hand with a hole right by the thumb. Um, I like this figure, not just because I won it in a raffle, but because it's kind of a, the, the, the color scheme. It's cool looking. It's fresh. It took me i'll say like i said i've never been a big moc guy but it took me a few hours to want to open this duggan figure i had just looked at it and i looked at the card and i was like oh this is kind of cool i was like maybe i can start getting into mocs but i was like no i'll definitely get divorced if nikki found out that i was buying you know hundreds of dollars of uh you know action figures um so uh I was like, ah, screw it, I'll just open it up. And I open it up and I don't regret it. And I still I still love it either way. Um, Davey hooked me up big time, appreciate it. Um, good dude, has raffles every Monday night on, on Facebook on the era. Um, you basically, there's like 100 to 150 spots depending on what prize options there are. It's usually depend, depending on the prize options is depending on how much it is a spot. This particular raffle, it was $2 a spot. And, uh, you know, I, I bought up... Uh, I bought up, I think, ten spots, and so I had, so I had twenty, I had twenty bucks, or yeah, I had twenty bucks. I, I paid twenty bucks for ten spots, and luck of the draw, and I won, and uh, it was one. I think I've won three raffles through the era before, uh, so that was a lot of fun. I was the tenth click on the randomizer. They do it live on Facebook. 
So that was a lot of fun. And then if you don't win the first time, you got a chance to go back for it again. They do a run back sometimes uh, with the remaining prizes. So if uh, someone bought, someone won the first raffle and they take what you want, there's other options there you could choose from. Sometimes I've 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 run it back a few times. Um, either if I've won and and I'll try to win again and I lose, or if I've lost and then maybe I'll win the second time. I think one time I lost the first raffle. They ran it back and I won the second time. I don't remember what exactly it was for, but. Um, yeah, this Duggan's a pretty sweet figure. This and the Doink. I, I like the Doink out of them all, but I really low-key like this Duggan because just the, the way it looks, the color scheme, it came with a flag. Um, doesn't come with a 2x4, but I might get a 2x4 just in case because Duggan still carried that 2x4 around, so uh, I, I won't be against putting another 2x4 with Duggan on this figure here. And that rounds out Series 9. Let's get into Series 10 as... Um, Series 10 is interesting because uh, there's a few figures from Series 10 I do not have, like the the tan bushwhackers. Same bushwhackers as before, but their green gear is more tan with the camouflage, and they come with like um, tan hats. The hats are an accessory that's hard to come by these days. You have to find them with the bushwhackers on, or it's very hard to come by for them by themselves. I don't currently have those. I almost bought those recently. They were 50 bucks for the two of them. It was actually a pretty good deal. Didn't have the hats, but... Um, yeah, didn't get the Bushwhackers, um, but uh, they're definitely um, a part of my uh, my search, of course. Um, Razor Ramon in purple ring gear. That's right, Razor Ramon in purple ring gear. Five o'clock shadow, same body type, just a different repaint. Purple vest, purple boots, purple tights, purple knee pads, black elbow pads. Um, comes with a gold chain. Still need a gold chain for that, too. This Razor Ramon... Got it the same time I got the other Razor Ramon through an individual on Facebook uh, with a bunch of different other figures that I spent money on. And I got a pretty good deal on this one, too. This one is a, a, a big ticket item, uh, whether it's uh, loose or whether it's uh, mint on card. Um, and if it's minty loose, forget about it. It's it's a lot of money, too. So uh, for those of you out there that are trying to get the idea of what the, um, the, the, the lingo is and the language... Um, it's uh, you know mint on card is you know the, the 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 figure is in the original manufacturer's packaging with the bubble. There's no creases in the card. There's no discoloration in the card. Uh, uh, loose is out of the package, of course, and minty loose is out of the package, brand new, really hasn't been touched. Um, this is loose. It's out of the package. There is some paint discoloration, um, some fading a little bit, but uh, on some of the 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 decals on the razor ramon tights but uh it's still pretty cool still in pretty solid shape and uh i definitely won't be trading this one in um up next in series 10 one of the very few figures that i just dropped one of them i dropped that razor ramon one of the very few figures that uh complements um you know its size is the giant gonzalez figure here um he's a little bit taller than some of the other ones uh him and andre and yoko they really kind of uh uh, emulate their size and, and what they looked like. The, this one here is um, Giant Gonzalez with the furry uh, outfit that uh, most wrestling fans uh, remember him for. Um, the action works pretty good. Uh, if you take the right, um, the, the right arm and you lift it up, it does like an uppercut punch, but also the foot drops down. You could also take the left foot and raises the right arm. It's very similar to the Skinner action. Um, this is a cool looking figure. Um, 
I mean, I remember Giant Gonzalez and Eligante when, when he was in WCW. Um, this is a cool-looking figure. It, it, uh, it used to be one of the very few that you couldn't find, but I've seen plenty of Giant Gonzalez's out there. Um, you know, and this one's in pretty good shape. I forget where I got this. It was I'm assuming it was a part of the era, somebody on the era. But, um, yeah, this is a pretty cool-looking figure, just the fact that it's taller than most of them, which I like, uh, because they kind of did the Undertaker wrong in both of his, you know, in all of his Hasbro figures. They were all the same height um next up in series 10 well just before i get into the the series 10 as i continue um the razor ramon with the red uh, uh tights and the black uh, vest with the gold chain was re-released as a part of series 10 that was from series 7 and then the Shawn michaels with the white and red um uh uh, ring ring gear was also re-released for series 10 no rhyme or reason that i'm aware of but um it's funny there was actually two Shawn michaels and two razor ramones as a part of series 10 i've heard rumors that they might have had other names in mind to be a part of series 10 they just decided to re-release sean and razor but um the Shawn michaels from series 10 that's different from the one from series 7 it has black and silver tights i used to have that one as a kid I remember I was visiting my grandparents in Florida and I think we were at like an Ocean State job lot or a big lot store and they had a toy section and there wasn't that many wrestling toys. In fact, there was very little, but there was this Shawn Michaels toy and I ended up getting it. Um, and I loved it because I was a big Shawn Michaels fan and he was a singles and I never saw this toy and I was like, oh, this is cool. Um, and But there was no other wrestling toys. So all summer when I'm at my grandparents' house, uh, there, I wasn't there for all summer. I would say I was probably there for two weeks. I had to play with just Shawn Michaels. Uh, so it was kind of difficult and I had them for a while and then I think I lost them or maybe got thrown away I'm not sure but uh, I ended up finding this one on Facebook on Facebook marketplace someone was selling this and uh, I ended up getting it and it's in great condition the action works he's got the blonde hair with the silver glasses the black with the silver trim um, the tattoo uh, same same repaint as from series 7 but just different color scheme I love it one of my favorites uh, sentimental because it was one of the few that I had as a kid uh, so yeah that's why I like this one and then um, I talked about him earlier in the first recording the Marty Jannetty um, singles uh, repaint it was Jannetty is this was a repaint actually of the um, the the macho man series one which is also from this is also repainted in different forms like Rick Martel the Shawn Michaels with the black gear um, a few other guys as well but this marty Jannetty actually has the in-ring gear that the rockers wore when they defeated the orient express at the 1991 royal rumble this was actually the gear that Jannetty wore when he won the intercontinental title defeating sean on that famous episode in may of 1993 of monday night raw never had that one as a kid didn't even know it existed until you know a couple of years ago when i started collecting so that was a uh, pretty cool life actually found that on facebook marketplace as well for a pretty good price um the funny thing is with the Janetti one here is that you know it's he's the, the the face scan here shows that he's smiling um and that he's got teeth but there's no color to the teeth they're just like beige so and the eyes are a little uh the eyes are a little blurry, so I don't know if that's wear and tear from the paint on the, the figure or if they just didn't uh, go all out with the details. But um, I like the way that this figure shaped. I've always been a big fan of this particular body type of the figure itself, especially from Series 1 with Randy Savage. Those are some of my favorites. Um, 
And uh, yeah, this Marty Jannetty was right up there. The singles Marty Jannetty. Definitely like it better than the tag team Marty Jannetty, that's for sure. And then rounding out Series 10 is none other than the Head Shrinkers, Samu and Fatu. Um, I've seen... I almost picked up a Samu at Ken's Cards and Collectibles because he had like seven of them there, but he didn't have fought two. And then one one weekend, my wife and I were driving. We took a trip down by the shore, and we went to the Crystal Mall in Waterford where the Toy Vault is, and I ended up picking up the Head Shrinkers there along with El Matador. Um, these are cool. You know, they, they're, they're jumpers. They have the mechanism on the back, and they have this, you know, the, the, the same uh, tag team, you know, ring gear. One says Samu, one says Fatu. They got the ankle supports. One's black, one's white. They swap ankles on each side. Um, Fatu and Samu pretty much look in these figures like they would look on television. So I think these are pretty cool, underrated. Don't really get a whole lot of love um, in the action figure world, but uh, I like these head shrinkers very much. Uh, definitely glad that they're a part of my collection. And uh, that pretty much rounds out my collection. Now, Series 11, I don't have. You know why? Because they're green cards, and green cards are a lot of money, and you need to... I'm not talking green cards to enter the United States. I'm talking green card Hasbro WWF action figures are a lot of money, um, whether they're mint on card, whether they're loose, um, they're, they're a lot of money. They were, um, there wasn't a whole lot of them produced. And part of that series, um, that was the last series they had produced before the licensing deal ended with WWF and Hasbro. And part of that series is Billy and Bart, the Smoking Guns, Ludwig Borga, Bad Guy Crush when he was managed by Mr. Fuji, Adam Bomb, Yokozuna with White and Black, and the One, Two, Three Kid. Now, all these figures with the exceptional one, two, three kid, um, they go for hundreds of dollars loose. I've seen the smoking guns go for like 225, 250 a piece with out of the box. If they were in the box, they'd probably go for about three, in between three and 400. Adam bomb. I saw once go for like $180 loose in, in mint condition, uh, crush about the same thing. Borga, I would say probably close to 200. Yoko is in that like 180, 200 range. One, two, three kid, which was, the smallest figure out of that group um, and had the least amount of action figures produced, that's big money. That's huge money. That's like you pay your mortgage monthly type money. Like loose, I've seen it go for like starting off at auction on eBay for like $500. You know, loose in mint condition. Um, I've also seen it go mint on card on different groups and on ebay for you know upwards to a thousand dollars i think at one point it sold for like i want to say a few months back it sold for like close to twenty five hundred dollars mint on card like that's insane that's insane to me that's two of my house payments to pay for this one toy in the box like that's crazy and i've also heard stories too and seen stories and i don't know how true it is but um some of these series 11 guys get jumbled up in like a mixture of like uh you know uh I, one guy posted a picture recently on the era um and he never sold any of them too so i wonder if this was a fake if he was trying to scam somebody but he posted a picture of a box with some random hasbros and one two three kid and a few of these series 11 guys were up top and um he was like, everyone was going crazy, like commenting, how much for this? How much for that? What are you going to sell for this? And he was like, hold on, hold on. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And he never did. So um, 
I wonder if it was just a picture that he had found online that he tried to just stir up some interest to see if, you know, guys were going to um, come to him. And hopefully hopefully he didn't rip people off. I want to give the guy the benefit of the doubt, but I never saw him sell any of these. Um, I've heard other stories of guys going to flea markets and be like, oh, flea market, find, And they find the one, two, three kid for like 50 bucks, you know, when it goes for like 500 on eBay. Um, so I'm hoping to get some of those flea market finds or somebody that's got an old box of toys that has some Hasbros in it and particularly these and just be like, here you go. You can have them do whatever you want. Um, that's a pipe dream, but I'm probably going to have to spend a little bit of money. Um, but yeah, that was the last of the Hasbro series for series 11. Now, uh, let's get into, um, now this, this, this page, this book here, um, also has like a checklist, um, on the back of each figure from each series that you could check off and, uh, go over which ones you have and which ones you don't have. Now, um, there's other pages in this book where they talk about um, the rings itself, and there was different kinds of rings. There was the yellow king of the ring with the red, um, the, the the red corner posts with the red turnbuckle covers, and then there's the Hasbro. It was yellow. It's very hard to come by. If you find it in used condition, it's for like $200 $300. If you find it in the box, people have tried to sell it for like 800 bucks on the secondary market. Um, the rings used to come with a flag and a belt. Um, some of them even had like sound boards. I had the, 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 the blue flat turnbuckle tops, uh, turnbuckle posts where you could put the flag in. I had two of those rings. Um, they broke when I was younger. I think I got rid of them. And then not long ago, probably about a year ago, I ended up buying a ring with, with stickers from Rocky Turner on the era. Rocky Turner, if you're looking for, for stickers for your, your Hasbro rings, or if you're looking for stickers for those WWE retro rings that are out with the with the, the, the bootleg Hasbros, go to Rocky Turner. He can do custom stickers for you. I'm thinking about actually buying a, a a retro ring making it into a kicking out at two toy ring and then having them do the stickers and the logo there so uh yeah go to rocky turner just search for him on the area you'll find him he does great work with the stickers um but the uh there's a page here with different um variations of the hasbro ring that came with the belt one of the belts had uh, gold one of them was silver um the the flag posts were either black red or blue you had the yellow ring that which is the king of the ring you had the blue ring with the black posts in the square tops you had the blue ring with the black posts in the round tops you had the blue ring with the blue posts in the round tops you had the blue ring with the blue posts in the square tops you had the blue module ring with the black posts in the square tops which was a soundboard which you can hear the the bell ring and the announcers you also had the jc penny ring which was blue with blue posts and round tops including one series one hogan and randy savage figures which i never got never saw that but zach Ryder has one of those he showed the picture of it in the the on the the video from that youtube and then you had the royal rumble ring which included the six mini wrestlers never had those um they used to do promotions overseas in the united kingdom for silver vision uh if you mail ordered um uh as a part of the newsletter you got um you know, free uh, video and an action figure. Um, never really did that or remembered any of that. Um, this book also shows some of the other merchandise items like the Royal Rumble wrestling ring, which was, there were like these wrestlers on these magnets. And I think there was a magnet underneath the ring and you can, you know, throw the guys in and out using the magnet, almost like table hockey. Um, yeah. Um, there's also a, a thing on here regarding the creating a Hasbro figure with the sketches and the process that gets you to the um, the, the, 
to help with the design and the card image and then the reference slides. Um, that's pretty cool. The reference slides were used to help design the figure and to help design the card image. Hand-drawn sketches show the initial design of the figure and how Hasbro intended it to look. These are incredibly detailed and skillfully drawn. All the details and sizes of the figure are shown along with the action intended for the figure and any accessories they may have. Notes are also added to the sketch for any important features that need to be kept. The wax sculpts are made following the detailed instructions from the sketch. And I got some pictures here of a sketch from uh, uh, Davy Boy Smith, British Bulldog. They got a reference slide of Hulk Hogan. They have um, these sketches of uh, Roddy Piper. Um, the two app figures are um, the first stages in the creation of an action figure, and they're basically twice the size of a normal figure, hence the name Two Up. After a sketch for the figure is created detailing the design of the figure, a wax sculpt is then carved for each additional part. From these sculpts, casts are taken, and then a mold is created from these casts. Resin is then poured into the molds, and each part of the figure is created. The parts are then assembled by a combination of adhesive or metal pins, and then hand-painted. These are eventually thrown away after you get to the final design, and then that's how you create the action figure. Zach Ryder has a few of those two ups of like Tugboat and Big Boss Man. They go, they, they show pictures here of um, uh, Sid Justice, Crush from Demolition, and the Big Boss Man, the, the skinny Big Boss Man figure in the form of two ups. Um, and then there's like test shot figures here. The test shots are also referred to as referred to. Um, uh, is an important step in the creation of the figure. It's when the figure scaled down from the two-up size to the regular production size. There are two main types of test shots. One is when it's a new figure design and multicolored plastic is used. The second type is when they use an existing production body. Then a test head shot is added, which is commonly brown or beige in color. So they show some pictures here of like um, Hogan and Randy Savage in different colors. Uh, Crush, Kona Crush, uh, Skinner, Davy Boy Smith. Um, the prototype figures on the next page they talk about the pre-production samples as a part of the final stages uh, they show Roddy Piper here and Hacksaw Jim Duggan both versions of Hacksaw Jim Duggan which is pretty cool um, the next page they show uh, uh, Mr. Perfect and Sergeant Slaughter um, Giant Gonzalez, Bam Bam Bigelow, which is kind of cool because they show an overhead shot of the two different designs of the, ha the head tattoo. Um, there's also green tags as far as the Hasbros go where um, standard tags or green tags as they are also known are internally factory samples kept by the Hasbro company of the first few figures taken off the production line. The figure in the card are checked for quality and design and any errors, texting errors that are then signed off by various departments. If any changes are needed, these are then noted on the tag and changes are made before any further production takes place so they show like a green tag on the back of these cards here which is kind of cool um and I talked about the Kamala Moonbelly. Uh, this was something I didn't, I wasn't aware of until I started collecting recently. But um, these are fun school figures. On page 31, when you go, um, when you go look in this book here, Fun School was a subsidiary brand of Hasbro, which were licensed to produce figures for, for sale at a cheaper price point for the country of India. The figures were inferior, and the cards were of poor quality, where the bubbles separated easily from the cards. Each figure came with a Superstar Collector's card inside. Paint application on the figure itself was sloppy and slightly different color tones were used the plastic used was also cheaper in quality It's easy to notice the difference when you compare it to the hasbro version some figures came with accessories such as the million dollar belt and razor ramones chain but were a red bronze color instead of a gold like the hasbro releases so some of these figures they show here the skin tone and the skin color these figures are a little different there's even the honky tonk man his face is like pale white as a ghost uh, which isn't the case on the original hasbro 
the next page they show some more of those with like Bret Hart and even this Yokozuna here uh, the from the red card series 8 which I wonder if I have a fun school Yokozuna um, and then they show some of the cards from these fun school figures and how they're poorly produced and um, it comes with a trading card in the back same card design but the just they're they're they were poorly put together. You could see that there's a lot of benting and creasing. And for anyone who's MOC, you, you, you wouldn't be like it. Now, this was interesting about the, the, the Hasbro Maniacs book because there was a company called Simba Wrestling Champs that made bootleg figures very similar to the Hasbros. I didn't know this until just recently as of a few months ago when people started selling these. And I noticed the looks on some of these figures' faces. Like one looked like Roddy Piper. One looked like Jake the Snake. Hacksaw Hogan. Never got into that. Um. Um, never knew about it as a kid. Don't care to uh, to, to get into that as well. Um, don't need to collect those. Have no desire to do that as well. But it's interesting that it was covered here in the book. And then um, there's even like rubber bootlegs, which are very similar to the Hasbros with like Hogan and Savage and Warrior and Demolition and even Andre the Giant. Um, never saw these before. Didn't know these existed. Don't care to collect them. Same with the Manix toys, which are um, another bootleg version of these Hasbros with like Diesel and Razor Ramon and Hogan and Luger. Very poorly created quality uh, of these toys that were like a knockoff of Hasbro. Um, this is interesting. Um, SummerSlam did a WWE did a, a SummerSlam promotion with the Hasbros where they put a tag on the corner of the, the cards and it would say win a trip to SummerSlam plus a free trading card inside and some figures were re-released with the SummerSlam promotion and had a hologram collector's card inside they show pictures of uh, of uh, the Dusty Rhodes then they also show pictures of some of the cards of uh, you know the international looking Hasbros like uh, Argentina Italy uh, Spain, uh, France, um, a dual language Canadian uh, version of the uh, Hasbros. It's basically a Hasbro just with their, their language on the, the front of the card. Um, South Korea. So that's some pretty cool stuff. And then there's actually a, a, these, there's a picture here of someone that works in the company showing the, C, the, the Series 7 proof sheets, which they're pretty much digital scans of the cards that you're going to see these figures attached to um, before they get produced. And it's like the final product. There's these proof sheets, which is kind of cool. Um, they even have a, a page dedicated to um, the different type of hooks that these cards were um were, were, were produced on you had the the first wave of series one figures came with the recommended ages five and up this was later changed to ages four and up and the cards released were j-hook or butterfly um that seems to be a big thing with hasbro collectors i'm not an moc guy so i could care less um but then they also have a picture of the wooden mold that was used to form the Demolition Tag Team 2-pack bubble that held the figures in place onto the card back. Originally, Axe was to be in the set, but was replaced by Crush in the end. So that's interesting, too. Um, so it looks like that was a game-time decision, and they, they, they put the helmets in there um, and, and gave a Smash and Crush, which was pretty cool. And then they show a, a picture of uh, some of the, uh, the errors in some of these cards, where there's a Series 8 Bret Hart, and he is packaged with a Lex Luger card. And then there's a Series 1 DiBiase where he's packaged with a international um, 
uh, card backing of Ravishing Rick Rude. Uh, so there's some pretty fascinating stuff in this book. I'll keep going through here. Um, there's even the, the rumor of Series 12, um, the orange card. Apparently Hasbro had plans to release Series 12, but before these figures went into production for retail, WWF and Hasbro ended their contract. Series 12 is believed to include Bastion Booger, Doink the Clown with new attire, Jeff Jarrett, Lex Luger with new attire, which was the red, white, and blue, uh, Mabel and Moe for Men on a Mission, and Diesel. Uh, it says here, we will never know all the secrets and never be 100% sure of which figures would have made it into this magical series. The following custom figures made by Darren Sedgwick were replaced, were replicated from the Series 12 sketches and wax two up head sculpts which have showed up over the last few years the card backs are made by hasbro maniacs who made this book both were created to inspire hasbro friends and collectors to dream about how these could have looked now these are some pretty cool customs here um the doink one apparently zach Ryder got a hold of and the difference between the reason why he thinks that the series 12 was was scheduled to to uh be released into retail was because the doink prototype came with a rubber head and the, the the soft goods curly green hair but different ring attire and he thinks that that's the reason why that that's that's his his conspiracy theory reason as to why he thinks the series 12 cards were were supposed to be a thing and um apparently um the lex luger with the usa attire there's allegedly some controversy surrounding those and uh the um apparently there's some out there that are claiming that these were prototypes that were made before they were you know put into you know mass production and then there's some that are claiming that they're repaints there's a big controversy out there i don't know what's true and what's not but that's very interesting uh the next page they go over some of the other hasbro accessory merchandise like the, um, the halloween costumes for hulk hogan and ultimate warrior which i had I actually had the Jake the Snake rubber snake with the the bag. They had the uh, the, the the bot bags, which were the inflatable like punching bags with Hogan, Warrior, Jake the Snake. Um, and then there was the talking figures, which were produced with Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior. You pull the string and they talk. Um, didn't have those. My buddy Jamie Gary Beanie actually has the Ultimate Warrior one, but it still doesn't it doesn't work. Uh, but it's in pretty good condition. I bet you he could probably sell it for good money, um, or maybe he could just be a good friend and give it to me, even though I really don't want it. Um, yeah, and you know this this. This book here is just like anything you want to know about WWF Hasbro and what they produced and the stories behind it. This is really cool. I know there's more Hasbro books out there. Um, I think there's one that had just come out or is coming out this holiday season. I'm not quite sure, but there's pictures of people's collections up here. Um, and, and the world that WWF Hasbro has become in these last several years, it's really cool. Um, the last few pages show some advertisement shots of the, the figures in the magazine. Um, for instance, uh, to my left here, you'll see there's a advertisement with uh, the ring, and there's the the ring skirt, which is like a soft goods ring skirt that was allegedly supposed to be part of the um, the the line for the rings. The Hulk Hogan nips was definitely more tan. Skinner had a brown shirt. Um, uh, Razor Ramon did not have five o'clock shadow in one of these advertisements here. I noticed. Uh, what else we got here? Um, the the 
yeah, Rick Steiner had two different color boots, and apparently um, the, the, the Tatanka re-released in the series with Doink and the Steiners and DiBiase and um, Duggan was supposed to be Brutus Beefcake from Mega Maniacs, uh, and that's why it's become a big uh, hot commodity custom to make, because it was originally scheduled to be a part of that line, but for whatever reason that was changed. And uh, yeah, so this is a, this, this book's a lot of fun. I highly suggest you get it. Go to HasbroManiacs.com um, or go to at Hasbro Fanatic on uh, on uh, Instagram. You can also find it at HasbroManiacs on Instagram, Facebook.com forward slash HasbroManiacs or eBay uh, slash HasbroManiacs. You can find this book there. You can find my buddy Ryan Souza at Hasbro Fanatic on Instagram. You can buy the book from him as well. Um, some great stuff came out of this book. I'm so glad that I was able to. Uh, recap this book and also give you my um, review of my action figure collection for Hasbro's. I still got plenty to go, but I thought it'd be cool around this time of year, the holiday season, excuse me, uh, to talk about uh, my collection and my toys because, like I said, you know, what what's what goes great with pro wrestling and Christmas? Toys, wrestling toys, wrestling action figures. And I thought this would be pretty cool to, to break this down as well. So uh, if you guys look for some action figures, you guys you know want to get back into the game, you guys have stuff you want to sell, you want to trade with people, go over to the era on Facebook. Uh, you can, I'll even post a link on our Facebook page as well as on our Twitter page. Um, and uh, yeah, great group of guys. You'll get, all the, 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 you'll get all the things you need when it comes to action figures um, and you won't get raked over the coals financially to 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 live out your dream and build your 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 collection um so yeah that about does it with this episode here of kicking out at two we got more holiday fun for you to binge on in this series of binge episodes for the month of december this holiday season and with that being said i think it's about that time that we put this show down for the three count and we'll see you next time